Hello, I'm your host, Catherine White. Today I'm reading a passage from Ways of Seeing by John Berger. Seeing comes before words. The child looks and recognises before it can speak. But there is another sense in which seeing comes before words. It's seeing which establishes our place in the surrounding world. We explain that world with words, but words can never undo the fact that we are surrounded by that world. The relationship between what we see and what we know is never settled. Each evening we see the sunset. We know that the earth is turning away from it, yet the knowledge, the explanation, never quite fits the sight. The way we see things is affected by what we know or what we believe. In the Middle Ages, when men believed in the physical existence of hell, the sight of fire must have meant something different from what it means today. Nevertheless, their idea of hell owed a lot to the sight of fire consuming and the ashes remaining, as well as to their experience of the pain of burns. When in love, the sight of the beloved has a completeness which no words and no embrace can match a completeness which only the act of making love can temporarily accommodate. Yet this seeing which comes before words and can never be quite covered by them is not a question of mechanically reacting to visual stimuli. We only see what we look at. To look is an act of choice. As a result of this act, what we see is brought within our reach though not necessarily within arm's reach. To touch something is to stimulate oneself in relation to it. Close your eyes, move around the room and notice how the faculty of touch is like a static, limited form of sight. We never look at just one thing. We're always looking at and in relation to things and ourselves. Our vision is continually active, continually moving, continually holding things in a circle around itself, constituting what is present. Soon after, we can see. We are aware that we can see and are also seen. The eye of the other combines with our own eye to make it fully credible that we are part of the visible world. If we accept that we can see the hill over there, we propose that from that hill, we too can be seen. Indeed, the reciprocal nature of vision is more fundamental than that of spoken dialogue. And often dialogue is an attempt to verbalise this, an attempt to explain how, either metaphorically or lyric literally, you see things.